Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, and it is my honor tonight to have Anna from Black Summer Seasons 1 and 2, Zoe Marlette. Zoe, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so happy to be talking to you, and I wanted to talk to you alone uh, as opposed with a panel because I felt your character in Season 2... Even though for the first half of the season, you did not have much to say, but you yeah. said so much through your, I would say, lack of expressions and yeah. just everything that happened around you, you just kept that poker face. And oh, yes. I thought you did a great job. So congratulations, by the way, on an amazing job on an amazing season. What I want to ask you first is, when did you find out that they wanted you to come back for season two? It was like, it was right in the middle of like grade nine. So about a year and a half ago, which is crazy because it just came out. Yeah. So, I mean, when you found out that they wanted you to come back and you would have a more, a much more bigger role in season two, how did that make you feel? Oh my gosh, I was actually like, I found out from my teacher, because she was like, oh my gosh, because she was friends with Kelsey, right? And she <laughs> pulled out her phone, she's like, Black Summer got renewed for another season. And I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they didn't kill me off. <laughs> and then we get the email, and then it was it was actually so crazy. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually in this. <laughs> so it was, it was such an amazing thing to be a part of. Oh, I can imagine, I can imagine. Now, uh... For the like I said, for the first half of season two, you basically kept your mouth shut, followed uh, your mom's roses every instruction, and then that all changed when you guys arrived at that infamous lodge. Uh, oh <laughs> how would you describe the emotions that your character Anna was going through throughout the entire season? Oh, that's, that's an interesting question. So, in the first season, Anna was off on her own, and we don't know really what happened to her, like none of it happened on screen. So, obviously, she survived, and we figure out that she's very clever, because how do you become the only followed kid in a zombie apocalypse exactly. by yourself? So, in this season, She's like trying to get used to being with her family again. But then Rose and Anna are quietly dysfunctional, obviously. And they don't talk about anything. So it's mostly like fight or flight and survival. And so it's the death of Anna's childhood. But she's sort of stuck between a kid and an adult. Yeah. And that really shows at the lodge in my opinion. Yes, yes, because that's when we finally see you start expressing yourself. One of the most powerful moments in the season is when you give us that silent scream in the glass in the middle of the night at the lodge. Uh, was that difficult for you to shoot? Uh, walk us through shooting that scene where you're walking around an empty hotel uh, or a lodge and the door is banging it's very creepy and you shut the door and then you look into that glass 
and you let out this big silent scream. How did you do that? Well, in the script, it was actually completely different. It was like she was sort of like growling at the mirror. And then I talked to John beforehand and I was like, I'm nervous about this scene. I don't know how to portray that kind of emotion with such a character that's been shut down. And so we started talking about the movie Full Metal Jacket. And there's this scene where there's this sergeant and he's screaming at the people. And this one guy screams back. Yeah. And I watched that scene and I was like, that's what I'm going to try and channel in this scream. Oh, it was absolutely terrifying walking through that room. They took out the squeaking of my boots. So I sounded like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> it was great. But it was dark and I was the only actor there and it was a night shoot and the door is slamming. And of course, there was a guy just lying in the snow with like a string attached to the door and he was slamming it shut. Um, but in that moment, it's like, holy, oh my gosh, this is terrifying. And it's like, is Anna really stupid or really brave in this moment? For me, for me, it was like, you use that moment to just let out all your frustration and you can't, you couldn't even really expressed yourself because it was a silent scream but all your built-up frustrations and that nightmare world that you're living in you just let it out right then and there it was like everything all the suppressed emotions all of these all this trauma and of course it has to find a way to get out somehow yes but it's so interesting because anna had to do it in such a quiet way like normally when people explode it's loud and it's messy but it was sort of her own internal battle exactly exactly i just love that scene and it's just in, seared into my brain now in your opinion you arrive at the lodge you've got power you've got running water why does anna refuse to take advantage of those comforts take a shower you know say mom no you take the first shift i'm my ass is gonna go to sleep first why do uh why does she choose to stand vigil and guard by that door okay so they've been living in this like hellscape for four months more five months ish yes and then suddenly you're given back everything that you used to have when you had friends and a life and a father. And then it's like, do I want to get comfortable again just to have it taken away? Okay. That, that makes perfect sense. Now, um, when you saw that shadow uh, while you're standing guard move through the, we see the shadow come under the door, footsteps, somebody actually tries to go in. Now, was that Spears or was that, would you say, your imagination just playing tricks on you? It could go either way. It really could. You see, I thought initially, you know, because that that segment, I believe it was called Haunted or Ghost or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it could have really gone either way. But then when we see Spears later on, I'm like, well, it could have been him. We don't really know. Now, in the beginning of the season, we first see you as you trick those guys into letting you into that convenience store. You come in, you go to the back, you let your group in, and we see you and Spears sort of exchange a high five. Uh, we don't see it on the camera, but what do you think transpired in the four months since season one to season two between Anna and Spears? I actually talked to Jamie and Justin about this, and they were, it was sort of like Rose was trying to subconsciously replace my father figure. So the father figure, but also a friend, you know, because like Anna doesn't have any people her age. Yeah. She's younger than everyone by at least like at least 10 or 15 years. Yeah. And I feel like he was the one who treated her more like a kid than the others. Because Rose expects Anna to be an adult, but she's not. No. Yeah. So, uh, you basically, I mean, when you, we don't really get to see this that much because by the time you see Spears again in the lodge, a lot has changed. But do you think there was a connection built between Anna and Spears? Uh, because like you just said, Spears did actually see you still as a kid, as opposed to your mom trying to make you grow up a lot faster than you had to, uh, because of the world you were living in. Do you think Anna liked, respected, maybe even loved in some way Spears? Well, definitely. And that was the thing that came up in the scene where he got shot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not sure how to react to this. And it was like, well... That's that's it. And it's just so shell-shocked here. It's like death has affected her, but not to someone so close in so long. And so, yeah. And I think Anna is afraid to love people yeah. in the way that... It's like Rose and Anna have, are really screwed up. <laughs> They've got <laughs> weird kind of love that's unhealthy obviously and then i feel like with the other people it was sort of tentative but i feel like in the end it shows that she did love him yes. enough yes to let him go <laughs> yeah and that's very obvious like in that very short interaction you guys have in that convenience store so let's go now back to the lodge when you come face to face with him you are absolutely terrified. Why is Anna terrified as opposed to being happy that, hey, he's still alive? Well, the last time we saw him, he was dying. Yes. And I think the thing about ghosts is really interesting because he could be a ghost. He could be her imagination. And then he's not, and he's real, and he's there, and he's not dead, but he's obviously close to dying. Yes. And I feel like she doesn't want to see him turn, and she doesn't want to do that to her mom. Like, she doesn't want that to happen to their little 
messed up planet, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that that makes sense as to why you would be... Uh, maybe you were not as afraid as you were just shocked at the mere fact that he is still alive uh, oh, yeah. and just coming face to face with him. Now, one another powerful, very powerful scene is that interaction at the lodge, at the dinner table, where you do kill Spears. Now, we know it's the trademark of Black Summer to give us, as the audience, the sequence of events out of order. So what we do see first is Rose is in the kitchen, gunshot goes off, and we see that you've shot Spears. And then later on, we actually see what transpired that led to you shooting Justin. Um, When you guys, when you and Justin were filming that scene, did you guys... uh, get it on the first take did you rehearse it because it was so beautifully done between the two of you where he's basically asking you to you know let him die on his own terms under a roof with his belly full instead of dying in the ditch uh he gets to choose his way of going out how did you guys work together on that scene Um, we were sitting upstairs in the green room before they shot, and he was like, so, do you want to go through this? And we were both just, we were both, I was so nervous. Like, at the cast dinner, like, eight months ago, John was like, the director, he said, oh yeah, Anna's going to kill Spears. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? (laughs) And then Justin was like, is she going to be emotionally scarred? And I was like, no, I'll be fine. And of course, it was one of the last scenes we filmed, so I was nervous about it. And when we got there, it was just, there was this moment, and it was, oh, it was so painful. Like, everyone in the room was crying. Oh, it was so sad. And then also there were, like, cameras right in your face. And it's like, be sad. Well, there's a camera two inches away from your eyes. I'm like, ah. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that scene is obviously the best indicator of Spears and Anna's relationship. Yeah. Because it shows that they trust each other enough to do this thing that, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, oh, that scene is so hard to film and, yeah, and we had to do so many different takes of it because they wanted to do different angles. Do you think that Spears uh, intentionally chose Anna to be the one to shoot him as opposed to asking Rose? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Because they've got Rose and Spears had their chemistry in the first season. Yeah. And Rose isn't really willing. Sorry about the sirens. That's okay. <laughs> Rose isn't really willing to accept the fact that he's dying. As we see at the dinner table, she's like, he's not dying, he's fine. And then, yeah, Spears is like, you always stay ready. You always know what you're doing. And, yeah, so I feel like it was definitely intentional. Okay, okay. Now, Anna seems to uh, at least want to believe that there is a safe place out there. And that's why it's so important when she gets to the lodge 
to make sure her mom knows we're only staying here for a night and then we're leaving. Do you really... Now, it's very easy to understand and believe that Anna, being a young uh, teenager, believes that there might be a safe place. Just like when she was taken to that stadium, that obviously was not safe, but yet she is still holding out hope that there is uh, someplace safe on this planet. Do you feel that uh, Rose, when, you know, she doesn't come out and tell you that there is no safe place. Do you think Rose, your mom on the, on the show, uh, is just sort of not telling you the truth or does she believe it that there might be a safe place, but deep down inside she knows there isn't, but she just doesn't want to break your heart again? Yeah, I feel like the idea of the safe place is what keeps Anna going in the last half, obviously. And I feel like Rose believes it on some level, but she knows better. Yeah. yeah. So it's like double-edged sword there. <laughs> Do you think that, uh, you think Anna really believes it as well? Or do you think she's just lying to herself? This kid has had a very hard time. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's lying to herself. Because that just makes it so much easier to keep going. Exactly. Knowing that there's a final destination. And if we get there, if we get on that plane, this whole nightmare is going to be over. Exactly. So... Uh, Let's go to the finale now. You guys get to the airstrip. Of course, things don't work out that well. Uh, you do not end up getting on that plane. When that fateful time comes, you had an opportunity. When Christine, when Sun is on that plane and you had a clear path, you had a, you had a choice to make. Get on the plane and go to this place that I think is safe, or I go back and make sure my mom's okay. You choose to go back to your mom. Uh, you know, playing out that scene, how did, you know, how'd you do it as an actor uh, to show that Anna was just in such a difficult position but had to make an on-the-spot decision? I feel like that's where Anna's chemistry with Spears comes back because he made her promise never leave her mom oh. and since that so fresh in her mind she's like i screwed up by killing him i like not screwed up but she screwed up things with her mom a little bit so she's like well i have to keep this promise and since that like just happened like there's the snap decision yeah right there like what would he have wanted me to do so and he, yeah. and he tells you, take care of your mama, you know, take care of your mom. Uh, because he knows uh, Spears saw something in Anna, and he knows you are a very strong, you know, person for your age. And it's not like him telling Rose, make sure you take care of your daughter. We heard Rose's speech at the dinner table, that her life is all about Anna, that, you know that she wishes she was sorry about leaving Spears behind, but she's not 
because her whole life right now is about keeping you safe. Now, if you were to, well, you were Anna, you played Anna on the screen. How do you think Anna feels about that kind of thinking that Rose has, that nothing else matters except to keep you breathing regardless of the life that you are witnessing around you? Yeah, I feel like <laughs> both of them are a little crazy. <laughs> but I feel like Anna really realizes this. And she's like, oh. And of course, it's going to be that teenage, you know, like, oh my gosh, my parents. It's just subtler, obviously. But I feel like that kind of thinking goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Because one of the overarching themes that I talked with John about this season was eventually kids have to start taking care of their, taking care of their parents. And that's what we see at the very end. Yeah. Now, uh, for me, what makes season two so terrifying, it's not the zombies. It's, it's not the, you know, rage zombies. It is the senseless killing of man versus man. People killing each other for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Uh, it really is every person for themselves. Uh, I got to ask you, being a teenager and you're reading the script, what was going through your mind? Did you, like, ask yourself? Did you go to the, any of the producers? Did you go to Jamie? You go to the director and say, hey, uh, why are these people killing each other? I didn't ask, per se, but I did have it explained to me. Okay. Yeah, so John was telling me, and he was like, in a lot of the zombie shows and the things that are coming out now, they really glorify that violence and make it something that were excited about and then it's like but what would people actually do if they had to fight for their lives and it's about showing how brutal human beings can be in difficult situations yeah. and it's really what comes down to survival yes so it's like what would we do to be the one on top Exactly. And that's, like I just said, that is what made Black season, Black Summer Season 2 so terrifying for me. It wasn't the zombies. It wasn't the fact that, you know, civilization fell apart, which is scary in, it, in its own right. But it's the fact that how the living treated each other. Now, let's get to that scene where Boone is leading you guys to a secret safe location that he knows. And he gets lost. Yeah, people get lost. That's only human. Uh, Rose made the decision. There is no safe place. You've been lying to us. Uh, and she is just going to kill him. And as I'm watching that scene, I'm asking myself, now, Boone is not a threat to Rose. He's unarmed. Uh, he's like, he's a little bit slow, uh, I guess to put it mild, you know, he's, uh, he's talks to his glove. 
He's a little bit out there. He's not a threat to uh, Rose or Anna. What justification does Rose have for attempting to kill him? And that's important. And I'm asking you this question because you're the one, your character is the one that steps up and stops Rose from killing him. Is that when Anna said enough's enough, uh, in your opinion? Definitely. Because in the house, we just killed those people. Yeah. Because the, I guess there, was, there wasn't really a need for it, but it was blatant. Yes. They were aggressive and they were against us, sort of. But in the forest, it's like, okay, this guy's talking to his mittens. He's, yeah. And then he's talking about, like, the ski lodge, and it's like, maybe that is, like, I know Anna freaks out when they get to the lodge, but I feel like that's her lying to herself again, because she's like, oh, yeah, there is a safe place. There might be a safe place. So that's just sort of, I think, foreshadowing the fact that she lies to herself a lot. Um, but yes, it's definitely the part where, and it's like, okay, this is a little bit unnecessary. He's, he's, he's harmless. Yeah. So we don't kill him yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm Jamie's going to join us next Tuesday and I'm going to pose that question to her and see what, what she thinks. Now, obviously, you stepping in and preventing Boone from dying does pay off because there is a place. There is a very safe place. Um, and we know that Anna it, doesn't want to get comfortable there. She knows that it's not really safe. People are eventually going to stumble upon it. And her mission is to get to that airstrip and get on that plane. Uh, now, if you were to put yourself in like your in Rose's position, do you think it was a smart parental move uh, to try to appease Anna, take her to that airstrip, and see if there really is a safe place, or do you think Rose should have said, "You know what? We've got a roof over our heads. We have enough food here for a year. Time to tell the truth to my daughter." there really probably isn't another safe place left anywhere on this planet? Or do you think the way it played out with Rose just not telling Anna anything was the way to go? I feel like if Rose had told Anna that they should stay, Anna would have left. Okay. Yeah, you know, I can like, see that. She spent the whole first season alone, so it's not like she's never done it before. And... Yeah, so I feel like it was the right decision if Rose wanted to stick with Anna, which she does, because mm -hmm. Anna's like the purpose of her life now. But yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Anna's disillusionment is sort of going into Rose as well, like affecting her as well, because... Anna's got this grim sense of optimism about the plane. And you know, positivity is contagious. So. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I could definitely see that. Now, um, 
you know, moving on, uh, how you and Jamie and, and Justin, even though you were only in like two or three episodes in season one and you had a big, huge role in season two, uh, what was it like? Uh, all your scenes were with Jamie. How did you and Jamie, uh, re- you know, work together? Uh, how was she towards you? Do you guys have a good relationship on the set? She's been in this industry for a long time. Was she, you know, teaching like a great teacher? How how was your guys' relationship? I could not have asked for a better teacher than Jamie because she's a phenomenal actress and she knows how to become her character. And there was this one time when we were in the bunker or what's it called? The place where the planes are. The hangar. The we hangar. were in the hangar. Yeah. And we were just we were just sitting there and both of us hadn't slept in like three days because of the adrenaline. It's like being chased by zombies does not help your sleep schedule. Um <laughs> so we we're just sitting there and then she was looking at her phone and I was like, What are you looking at? And then we just started reading this article about like astrology and it was a good time. And then there was this part where the director was like your eye lines are working, you're turning your head too much, and then Jamie completely explained to me how to do it more effectively for film, because I've done stage acting before, but not uh-huh. a lot of film acting. So that was really interesting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jamie is awesome. She's a great person. Um, now, was there anybody on the set, in light of doing such a dark show, who sort of kept the mood light? could have been Jamie, Justin, Christine, Bobby. Who kept the mood light on the set? Oh, Christine is absolutely hilarious. We were, she was actually the one who taught me that it's really important to come out of your character in between takes because they are such dark, heavy characters. And I have a tendency to take on personality traits of my characters. But if you smile after a take or you, some stupid joke that really really helps i find and she was the one who taught me how to do that which is <laughs> it probably saved me a lot i mean yeah I, it's such a dark show i can imagine that there has to be some kind of way when you guys are done shooting for the day to put it behind you uh don't bring that back with you to you know, to the house to the hotel wherever it is now the the scenery the location for season two is absolutely beautiful where did you guys shoot it um some of it there's this house outside of calgary and it's like a film mansion the story behind it is actually really interesting a european couple built in like i don't know the 17 1800s and they never came over to live in it so it was just empty and they used that for the house obviously and then we were filming at Stony Nakota Lodge, and then in some park. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> no, that's fine. The, the location was absolutely uh, breathtaking. Now, uh, as, a young, as a young actress, what experience have you gained so far from Black Summer that you are going to take with you, you know, moving forward with your career? A lot of the actors 
on set and the cast and the crew and the director and the producers, a lot of them came to me and were like, this is my favorite production that I've ever worked on. Everyone here is so incredible at what they do. And I really want to carry that attitude with me, you know, like the, okay, we're going to laugh between takes and we're going to go into our characters briefly and we're going to talk to everyone around us. And because at the beginning I was sort of scared to talk to people because adults can be intimidating sometimes. <laughs> and, and then I realized that I just had to put myself out there and I know it's like so cliche, but you really do have to just put yourself out there mm -hmm. and you have to talk to people and you have to, you have to say the things you're scared to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh, out of the entire season, which scene uh, did you particularly enjoy shooting? There's a couple. There's this scene, the first scene where we were walking through the forest with Boone. Um, they cut it out of the scene, but it was so funny because he was going for like in between every take for like 10 minutes. And we're just like, what are you doing? Like, into the mood, the boon mood. And so the boon mood became a thing. And we're all just like, <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. And then there was all these scenes where Jamie and I were packed into tiny spaces. So we called it Rose and Anna in tight spaces. Episode one, two, three. Because like, we were in the bathtub and we were under the bridge. And we were in like, yeah. So those were all very fun. <laughs> Now, if you were to say uh, any similarities that you have personally with Anna, what would those similarities be to hmm. your character? Yeah, <laughs> just a little. This is actually an interesting question because I was talking to John and he was like, I cast everyone for this show. Like, we cast the show because we saw bits of the characters in our actors. Not that you are your character, but that you could be in this circumstance. So it's like, there's this, I don't know, spiritual sort of tie between Anna and I, and she's the first big character I've played in anything. And I could draw on how I would react. And I know I like, bubble up emotions and it's just like doing that on a grander scale yeah. so it's like parts of Anna's personality are my personality but not all of it <laughs> okay <laughs> that's good to know that's good to know so let's go back to the beginning let's go back to season one do you remember how uh the audition process how you got the role of Anna this is, this is a really funny story so <laughs> We were camping in BC when I got the audition for it. And they were like, oh, it's an in-person audition. And then my mom was like, okay, can you can we just do a self-tape and we'll send it in. So we do the audition and I'm screaming in the middle of the forest. And it's like, mom, mom, because it was the first scene that we had to do the audition for. And then some people were camping and they were like, what are you doing? Are you okay? I was like, don't worry about it. It's just an audition. <laughs> That is funny. That is funny. Now, um, 
As far as the show, if you were to remove yourself and you're watching it as a fan, let's pretend you weren't on it. Out of this last season, season two, which episode did you particularly enjoy watching as a fan of the show? I really liked the episode five with Spears, the Spears episode. That was so interesting. And Bashir. Yeah. That was, that was a, it's a super good episode. And it's just, it's not like, oh my gosh, zombies in your face. It's more like the creepy side of humanity. It's like in the rest of it, they're like blatantly violent. And in this, they're just like, humans are kind of weird. <laughs> It is, and that was a great episode. The chemistry between Justin and Bashir, I know they're friends from way back. It really came through uh, on the screen with the both of them. And I I agree with you. I love that episode. That was one of my favorites. Uh, The one with you, uh, you know, at night in the hotel is another one. Now, Rose, uh, your mom on the show, really went to the dark side more than anyone else um did jamie talk to you uh about you know her character do you know uh that's how she wanted rose to go for season two uh you know as a fan of the show how do you feel about rose going over so far over into everybody must die except me and my daughter I, she was talking to my mom, actually, (laughs) and they were talking about parenting and stuff, and she was like, I just, I'm trying to imagine what I would do for my kids, and how far I would go, and it's, her character will go to the ends of the earth to make sure that the two of them survive, because that's like a kind of mama bear instinct yeah i guess yeah that's all i heard about that (laughs) now uh you know how it's left at the end of season two there's only one person who gets on that plane and that's christine um uh rose is severely hurt we know you go back and you check on her uh do you see do you think that if you were to guess when Rose does wake up and she finds out that Anna had an opportunity to escape, but didn't, you think she would be upset that Anna chose to come back for her mom, or you think she would still be happy that her daughter is still with her? I feel like it's a little bit of both because when Anna comes back, it's like, Oh, thank goodness. She's, given up on her idea of this utopia. Yeah. Like, safe space, that's sort of the end of that fantasy, I feel. But then it's also like, I came all this way so you could get on that plane, (laughs) and now you're back here. (laughs) So, I feel like it's a bit of both. Now, how do you... Now, I'm assuming, did uh, did you have some kind of tutor or teacher while you were on the set? I did before quarantine, but then because of COVID, I had to take online school. Yeah, so that was my tutor. Okay. And then I didn't have to have a tutor for that because my mom 
logged in as my tutor and it was all good. But doing school on set is quite the fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Now, uh, when you're not shooting, do you uh, have a teacher that comes to you or do you attend regular school? I go to regular school. Now, I, I yeah. always like asking uh, teens who are actors and stars, how do your friends treat you uh, being, you know, having, first of all, being one of the stars of Black Summer Season 2 to, I don't know, are you like the most popular girl in the school? How do they treat you? Um, okay. Black Summer came out the day after school ended. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I didn't really talk to anyone about that because, like, I don't want people to see me differently, but I mean, like, it's fine. It was so funny. Like, I was hanging out with some friends the other day, and they got, we got them, I got on the train, and they're like, oh my gosh, we got to meet the Netflix stars, Billy Bowen. And I was like, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine just, you know, how fun that must feel. And you earned it. You were really great. Uh, like I said, throughout the first half of the season, you didn't have much to say. But you communicated so much from your lack of expressions while all this horrible stuff was going on around you. Now, when Rose made the decision in the earlier part of the season that when Spears got shot and she says, you know, pretty much that we have to leave him behind. Why do you feel that Anna didn't step up at that point and, you know, try to convince her mom that, you know, he's not dead yet. He's wounded. Uh, do you just felt that no matter what she said, it was not going to make an impact on Rose. I feel like at this point, Anna's used to just doing whatever Rose says yeah. at this point in the season. And then you add, like, some crazy shock. Like, death is affecting us again. Like, we were avoiding this for a while. And then it's right there. And she's like, go, go, go. And it's like, what do I do? <laughs> and then it's another one of those snap decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and, you know, I... Nobody blames Anna because you're scared. You just saw Spears get shot. You're being chased by these crazy gunmen. Uh, it really is, again, another fight or flight situation. And it makes perfect sense that you just kept your mouth shut and kept going with your mom. Most, I think everybody else would do the same thing, uh, just like what Anna did. Now, uh, the way season two... The way season one ended, a lot of people were questioning if you were actually really still alive. Uh, there was a lot of speculation of, is that, you know, vision of Anna running towards Rose, a hallucination? Uh, we really did not know. Netflix and the whole production team really did a great job of keeping what was to come in season two really secretive. Uh, we didn't know how it was going to be, if you were going to come back, how the whole circumstances were going to play out. As far as you know now, without revealing anything, uh, do you have any inclination if we're going to get another season or not? I have no idea. Okay. No clue. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's probably too soon anyways, but I thought I'd ask anyways and, uh, and see now you said you're, uh, you're, you were very experienced in theater. Now you've gotten a big taste of what it's like to be on the, on TV, on the screen. Where would you like to see your career go moving forward? Do you want to really pursue the, the motion picture way, uh, film, television, or do you want to go more of the theater route? Definitely film and television. It's fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like I found my people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. I totally, totally understand. All right, Anna. Oh, sorry, I called you Anna. I can't <laughs> believe I just called you Anna. Zoe. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I love hearing your perspective on the character that you played. Like I said, I felt Anna's character, even though she did not have a lot to say, was very profound in this season. And she made a huge impact. And I don't think she was definitely uh, what kept Rose going. She was the big influence on what made Rose make the decisions that she made. A lot of them were, in my opinion, wrong decisions. She really flipped over to the dark side. Um, looking back on this whole experience, uh, what would you say was the best part of it? The best part of the whole thing so far? Ooh. Hmm. Being on set is just such a surreal experience because when I was two, we were in Hawaii and we were, I came down this like elevator and these people were talking to me, to us and they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I was like, I want to be on TV. And my parents were like, how do you even know what TV is? And I was like, I want to be on TV. And so this has been a thing for me for a really long time and it's finally it finally feels like a dream coming true. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know. I mean, you don't know how many people want to be actor, actresses, and it just doesn't happen for them. You have a lot of talent. And for you to get a break and to be on this show and a very popular show on Netflix, uh, I can imagine a lot of times you have to just pinch yourself to say wow this really has happened right Definitely. absolutely yeah. i could see you now like five ten years from now and people talking to you when you're this big star and they're asking you well what was your biggest break and of course it would have to be black summer, black summer. that's what <laughs> got you on the map and you are a very talented actress you have a lot of great stuff ahead of you and i hope there is a season three. I hope you have just as big a role in it as you did in season two, because I'm very uh, fascinated, not only with Anna, but with the dynamics between that very dysfunctional relationship between Rose and Anna, and to see exactly where that goes. My opinion, if I were to give you my opinion, I, st I think as time goes on and... Uh, you guys, because you're only four months into the apocalypse, as more exactly, exactly <laughs> and as more time passes, 
And as Anna realizes that there really is no safe place, um, I think you're going to take a much more uh, dominant role in the relationship between Anna and Rose. Would you like to see that happen? I think it would be a very interesting dynamic to play. It would be. It would be. Sort of beginning at the end. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Because in season two, Rose is basically of the attitude that, you know, Anna, you just keep your mouth shut and do exactly what I tell you to do. And I think that's only going to last for so long. And we already we already saw at the end of season two that that was collapsing. Rose's way of, you know, keep your mouth shut and do exactly what I want is starting to yeah. fall apart around her. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, Zoe, I'm not going to take up much more of your time. Thank you so much for joining us. Any final thoughts that you want to share with your fans? Um... Well, this whole experience has been very surreal, and I can't believe that I got to be a part of this world, and hopefully this is just the beginning. So, thank you for all your lovely sentiments, and thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure to have you on the show. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, It's been a fascinating hour. Uh, Till next time, don't forget, guys, this Tuesday we're having a panel with Jamie King, Justin Chu Carey, and Christine Lee. All three of them are going to be here, and we're probably going to be talking about you, so you may want to tune in as well for that one, Zoe. Anyway, guys, until next time, stay safe. On behalf of Zoe and myself, stay walking. Good night.